Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I am joined by my very, very good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I am very good, my friends. Uh, That's great. I am on the upswing of a really shitty cold. No, before anyone asks, it's not coronavirus, so... Um, I swear that will be the only time we'll mention that word on this show, I hope. Um, but yeah, no, I've just been, yeah, my kids it just, probably won't st- be. no, I probably won't be. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Um, and <laughs> no, I, uh, my, my kids just started going to daycare. So, um, he's bringing home everything. So, um, building up that immune system. Yeah. And subsequently destroying mine in the destroying process. Yours. I mean, Hey. Yeah, give and give and take, you know. Yeah, it's fine, you know. Got to be done, in the words of uh, Bluey's dad, Bandit. Um. Anyway, that's one for all the parents out there. Uh, who there's there's like people out there who like who who have kids and watch Bluey. They're just like, I fucking get you, mate. I get you. Uh, but between between all the people I know who have kids who have watched Bluey, I've seen my fair share of Bluey. Not only that, though, now because it's the current thing being pushed. My where I work at my place of employment, just a couple of hours across from me is like the TVs and the tech department, and they are blasting Bluey. Oh um, man! And it's and it's fine because it's like it used to be Frozen, so uh, this legit, is like a huge upgrade to me. I no joke, and my like, like Griffin isn't even old enough to like comprehend anything about Bluey. It's more for my enjoyment at the moment. Like I legitimately watch Bluey like once a day, at least one episode once a day at this stage. Are you, on the, are you are you getting the books, Joel? Are you picking up the books? Yeah, man. Oh, dude, we got the books. We bought him. He's he's got his own Bluey one? now. Bob Bilby. Oh, have, oh, they made Bob Bilby. It's a good episode. Yeah, man. It came out just this week or just last week. It's a cute episode. And I think I, the, the, nec- the next one coming up is the camping one, which is... Also a very good episode. It's like, I that was probably the first episode of Bluey I think I was exposed to. And I'm just like, this is a genuinely good episode of a TV show. Yeah, uh, like, I really like that episode. I watched but ironically it, without a, without kids. Like that is a good episode of television. I one hundred percent. I I think it's phenomenal. I I legitimately watched an episode last week that made me cry, like legitimately cry. It was fucking beautiful and so well made and so well done. Uh, if for, for anyone who's interested, the episode was a uh, copycat. Um. And it's just fucking beautiful. Like it, it transcended what a kids' television show should and could be. And I, I, it's easily the best kids' TV show ever made. Like, period. I think. Like, it's just, it's so genuine and so lovely. Anyway, um, I mean, if there was one thing I could, I could complain about, could probably do with less flossing. Yeah, I mean, look, but it's pretty cute. They, yeah, that. Oh, I see, Joel. That episode is pretty cute. That's a good episode. Good old grannies. I, I, I like that episode because they, 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 when they play grannies, their granny impersonations are hilarious. Um, but yeah, apart from that, that's that's been my. Oh, I, and also I uh, went up as we record today. Uh, went up earlier today. Uh, I got to hang out with Broad and Damask from Hunting Seasons, and talk about Doctor Who, which was pretty fun. Um, so if you like Doctor Who, you should definitely go, uh, check out that episode. Uh, you should go check out that stuff anyway, cause it's fucking great, but absolutely. 
Um, yeah, so Karen's been on the show before as well, and so have I now. Uh, it's it was super and fun, we, and we, we and we've also had like a legitimate crossover with the three of us as well. Yes, that's true. Yeah, with with Broad. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it was really fun to talk about Doctor Who. Uh, I briefly spoke about Mythic Quest as well, the Apple TV show, which is big old thumbs up. You should definitely get to that if you get a chance. Um, that's slightly more relevant to our our show. Um, but yeah, what about you, man? What have you been up to? Um, well. On on Monday, I saw a movie. I saw a The Invisible Man, which was good. Um, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. But it was tough because I had to make a very difficult decision because two hours before that happened, because <laughs> they, I guess, hate me, Square Enix was like, hey, uh, we're putting out the Final Fantasy VII remake demo. Enjoy. I'm like, but I'm... But, I have plans. And the people that I went to the movies with will, will never know. But they should, I hope they one day they'll be aware of how important they are to me. But I I held off on the 7 demo for <laughs> about five hours to go and see a movie. It was a good movie. But the second I walked out, I was like, oh, man, I'm going home to play that demo. I'm doing it right like, now. Like, I like to think that they, they sensed that, though. They, they, they felt it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, something's up with Kyra now. Okay, anyway. Oh, well, that's, that's great. Um, but on. yeah, apart from that, I also managed, I finally got to ran, got around to seeing Jojo Rabbit last week, which yes. was, I think it was my favorite movie from last year. I saw it this year, but I'm, I'm counting it as last year because that's when it came out. That's that's um, that's how I feel about Parasite. It's like Jojo Rabbit and Parasite were like, yeah. Oh. Oh, don't forget Knives Out. <laughs> and Knives Out as well. Knives Out. Oh, man. Good, good movies. I, like, yeah, really good. Um, but apart from that, uh, just working and trying to play the seven demo as much as I can, really, which I Excellent. think is maybe, <laughs> you know what I want to say? It's been a lot. I played it a lot. <laughs> I know the number, so I'm not going to say it, but I know the number and it is a lot. I have no, I, I have no shame. <laughs> it's it's become the thing I'm like, because sometimes I'll sit down and I'm like, oh, I've only got like half an hour. What can I do? I'll play the seven demo and skip the cutscenes. Done. Done. Fills in time. Yeah, right. And I get amazing music. But uh, yeah, apart from that, not a great deal, honestly. Uh, just playing the waiting game in a couple of weeks. We're officially in... I mean, technically, you could argue this week when Ori comes out. And Neo 2. And Neo 2. I keep forgetting about Neo 2. I'm trying not to think about Neo 2. Yeah. Because I never finished Neo 1. But... There's always that itch to play a, a Souls like, and I know that Neo One was good, if you know, a bit overstuffed. So I'm keeping my eye on Neo Two. I'm it seems at... like they've stripped a bit back as well. They sort of restrained themselves a little bit. Would be fine if there's less loot. That would be fantastic. Because yeah. The one thing I remember about my time with Neo was it felt like I was playing Diablo sometimes, which it it didn't really mesh with what i was the game i was actually playing to like yeah. kill an enemy and he explodes like a loop pinata i'm like doesn't feel right though no no the, the beauty of like souls like games is like even if there are multiple weapons to choose from it's like this is you're going to be with this particular weapon you've got now for a little while and you're going to get to know the ins and outs of it and, and master it oh, yeah. if you want to get, get good and get through this and when you kill someone they'll just sort of die and they might drop you an item if you're lucky but otherwise I'll just die. And yeah, Neo's just, everyone's a pinata. Yep. There, there were some encounters I would go through and like the, the floor, the ground of the area I just fought in was just littered. I'm like, this doesn't, I don't like this. But anyway, that's, yeah, Neo 2 is a game I'm keeping an eye on. 
Yes. Indeed. I think, I think if there's nothing else you want to talk about, no. you're good. Yeah, I think All I'm right good. Then. Well, I think it's time to move across to the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So the quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment. And we've got, as previously mentioned, we've got a seven demo to talk about. But uh-huh. also, Joel, you had the the pleasure of fulfilling your end of a bet of a, of a of a little friendly wager from the Game Awards last year, which saw you, whilst it was on Game Pass, just to spare you the the financial strain as well, because I mean, oh, after, there's no could, fucking way I was paying any <laughs> money for this. I was gonna, piece of as shit. someone, I, I haven't played the full version. All I played was the beta, but having played that, I would not expect you to buy this game. So that Ugh. was the main reason. But you got to play Jump Force. Do you want to? Do you want to get that out of your system first before we don't, move on with the rest of the episode? Don't act like it was a fucking privilege that I got to play Jump Force. It was a privilege <laughs> for me because I didn't have to play it, and and that's what's fun, right? Because we when we were we were discussing this at the time, but. Either person who has to play it will suffer for some reason or another. You suffered because it sounds like you genuinely just had an awful time with it. I suffered in the beta because it was just an insult. Yeah, I think it, it's probably a good way to, to, to kick off. Like, I feel like I don't have, like, a huge, like, connection or relationship with any... if or, Like, many or if any of the, the, uh, the franchises in that are represented in this game. Um, but I can't help but think that if I did, it would be insult would be the word slap in the face would be another series of words I would use. Um, just in my, in my head, I'm still picturing how stupid freezer looked running. And I'm like, why is he running? Why is he running? Just why it's okay. So it looks really stupid. (laughs) If you're not familiar, Jump Force with Jump Force, uh, Jump Force was a like a one v one fighting game that got released last year, uh, developed by Spike Chunsoft, uh, who are behind things like Duncan Roper, which is a much better game. Um, a game that I also didn't finish, but I actually enjoyed playing somewhat. Um, and yeah, it's basically a crossover fighting game that uses all the different franchises from Shonen Jump, um, the like. Uh, like like weekly shonen jump anthology. So that includes things like Naruto and Boruto, uh One Piece, Dragon Ball Z, um what are the other ones we've got in here as well? My Hero Academia, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh um, Bleach, was... Black Clover, yeah. Um was um I don't I think they may have been DLC, so they may not have been in your version. Was um JoJo and Dio in it? Yes, they are they're, they're in the full game. Oh, yeah. Oh, that all like oh, um, I um, where I, do I got like up, Dio Brando. Where I got up to in the story, I was being introduced to Jotaro and and Dio. Joe, um, I really want you to watch the first season of JoJo Bizarre JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's on my list. I really do want to watch it. It's on Anime Lab. It's dubbed. The first season is like a standalone season. I think it's like seven or so. It's it's a really short season. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe I'll and check it's, it out. It's fucking rad. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, boy. So, yeah, this was released last year in particular because it was the 50th anniversary of Weekly Shonen Jump, the um, the manga magazine. 
So this, of all things, this was supposed to be like a celebration of 50 years of stories and, you know, stories that have been turned into really popular things like uh, like full-fledged anime series and some actually genuinely okay games as well, like some fun games. Um, and this was supposed to be a whole celebration of that. And I just, it's so bad. Like, I play, okay, so now the the, the, the thing was, I think the, the, the bet we made was I was supposed to play five hours. I played about two and a half. And I feel like if I played another two and a half, nothing would have changed in the story or quote unquote story or, or the gameplay or how it's presented. So basically it's just, if you've played any kind of like basic anime fighting game, um, that's usually published oh, by Bandai I've, I've Namco. Been around the block. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I've seen you play enough of them, but like, it's the same thing, like, except it runs at a, a buttery smooth 20 frames solid all the time. Um, and, just that super like realistic art style looks really bad. I mean, look, some of the character no, designs. I'm sorry, I truly hate it. <laughs> yeah, like it's not good, but like some of them, I'm like, okay, like I see what you're going for here. This is not awful, but it just it oh, it. Mm, I don't even know where to begin. It's hard, right? Because like you see the characters, and I could see like maybe if you don't have like I don't know. Maybe this is mostly me, but when I see the Dragon Ball characters, when I see the My Hero Academia characters, when I see the JoJo characters, I'm like, and I and I compare them how to have a look in their own respective anime fighters. I'm like, hey, you've looked so god awful here. Yeah, get this like realism filter turned off. I hate it. Yeah, look. Um, so look, basically- I get they wanted to be they wanted to have a Marvel game. I get it. Yeah. Oh man. So what it felt that trailer. I still remember how ridiculous that trailer was. Oh. In like the destroyed cityscape. Oh my god. Well, Kyron, you know, you get to watch that again because that's the start of the game. Um, Excellent. That's where we start off. Uh, so yeah, basically, you the game throws you straight into the single player like campaign. You don't get like the game starts and you go yes to. I don't even think you have to like. There's there's even a splash screen. I think it's just like. Here we go, baby. Jump force. Let's do it. They just don't want to hold you back, man. They want to nah. get you straight in the action. Get into get this you fucking right in there. Get into the juicy plot. Um, and I tell you what, you get juicy into the juicy plot. Pl- you get into the juicy plot because, again, I played two and a half hours. Of those two and a half hours, I probably played played the game for half an hour. I think, and I'm being very generous with that number. Um, it's just like this bullshit story about like like you uh, so vegeta and and uh, (laughs) no so goku and freezer are fighting and then like naruto's there and like yeah like they're fighting and and then like trunks is on the ground with someone that you don't really see you find out that it's you um and basically like he uses like trunks uses this like Cybernetic device. Here, I'm taking this from Wikipedia. A cybernetic device called an Umbrus cube to revive. Yeah, right. <laughs> to revive oh, you. Oh God, I hate this so much. To revive you, and that's when you go into the character creator screen. Yes, character creator. You get to make fucking Shonen Jump OCs. To be to be honest, that's the least surprising part about this for me because I get that's just been the trend for a lot of these anime fighters lately. They've been yeah. very much in, in the nature of, hey, time to self-insert a character. And I'm like, 
all right, fine, I guess, whatever. But again, when with that goddamn with that art direction, with that realism filter, I want no part of it. See, this is the thing. Like, well, from what I played of Dragon Ball Fighters, like, and I played a fair bit of it before I, 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 I sort of yeah. was like, I'm bad at this game. But, um, like that story, <laughs> that story is fucking dumb. But it, it was funny. It's really stupid. It was funny, and it was, like, cool anime cutscenes, and, and then, like, the actual gameplay was fun, and it looked really good, um, and it ran well. So, like, you go, okay, I can accept, like, this stupidity. I'd be the same with this if it just... the It's, like, traditional, like, JRPG, like, I'm talking, like, PS2 JRPG style of cutscenes, where it's, like, just camera angles of characters looking at each other and then text boxes... And yep. this is just it for like the first 45 minutes. And then you get to do a tutorial and then you see the game in action. And you're like, whoa, look at the chop. Um, the chop is real with this one. And then you realize that I just hit X a lot. And you're like, all right, cool. I'm getting a feel of this. And it shows you how to block and shows you how to do this. And you're like, cool. Then you go through another fucking 35 minutes of cutscenes, And um, I'm using, again, I'm using the term the, the, do, the term cutscene very liberally here as well. Do you know what? Do you know what I'm picturing this entire time? Right. Mm. I'm just picturing that that meme that goes around of James Franco on the noose. I'm just being like, first time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, I, first time here, Joel. <laughs> and so you get to you finally get to like an actual fight, and you're like, all right, cool, and you're doing okay because it's just a fucking scrub enemy. You're like, whatever, let's do it. And then like. Trunks and fucking who else is there? I think Luffy's there. Like someone else. They're all like, we're part of the J-Force. You you can come and help us. We're going to take back the Umbra Cubes because they're corrupting people and turning them into, where is it? Venoms. That's what the enemy types are called. Venoms. Um, Because edgy. And you get taken to like the Jump Force headquarters, which is just a fucking needlessly open area. That is populated by I, nothing. Again, from what I've seen, it is just unnecessarily huge, and just for I guess for fan service has like all the little individual areas for the different franchises, oh, and no, I no, don't no, no. understand. No, 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 not all the little individual areas. There's three. It's One Piece, it's Dragon Ball Z, and it's Naruto. Okay. That's so it. So it's it's the big the, the, the big three. That's that's it. That's all they get. Because uh, they get the majority of the cast, don't they? Uh, I mean, yeah. Look, I'm just looking at the character list here. Yeah, they've got a lot. I, Go- I mean, Goku, Vegeta, Trunks, I, is Pic- Piccolo, Freezer. Bleach and Hunter x Hunter get a, get a good representation as well. But um, yeah, like, yeah, that was it. You, you named them all. Uh, and then Margin oh, Boo is DLC. I, but um, I, I hate that I knew. But again, it's, it's pretty, like when you think like, okay, who will they pick for Dragon Ball? I mean... They would pick them. That is who they would pick. Yeah, <laughs> but like, so you get there and they're like, "Cool, there's these three factions, which are the three areas, and they're like made up of like teams that are made up of all these different people from these like weekly Shonen Jump like stories." I'm I'm dead, Joel. I'm dead listening to this. My soul has left <sighs> my body, and <laughs> and so like the game's like you meet Director Glover, who's in charge of the J Force, and he's like. Go and talk to all of them, and then you can decide which one you want to, like, side with. Which I found out later doesn't mean shit. You still learn fucking abilities from all the other characters anyway. But but who did you join? Or did you um, okay. Pick? So, I no, I did. So, there's... Yeah. Um, okay. 
There's three teams. So there's Alpha, Beta, and Gamma. Okay. Yep. So sure. okay. So Team Alpha is led by Goku with Piccolo, uh, Zoro, and Gara from. Or Gara's from Naruto. I'm gonna have to do a lot of cross referencing here. <laughs> and Zoro is from fucking. I couldn't tell ya. <laughs> Man, I, love it. I sound like such a scrub, and I am. But um, so there's there's those ones, and then uh, Team Beta's led by uh, Luffy, with uh, Boa Hancock, Vin Smoke Sanji, and Boruto. Um, Boruto. Yeah, and, I like that Boruto is not on Naruto's team. Yep, no, fuck that. Um, and I'll explain why in a minute. Big, uh, and then there's um. So, I like, hate, but you're going to explain why. Get, like, well, kind of, I guess. What I think it is anyway. But um, So Alpha's like trying to fight off invading Venoms. Beta's trying to reclaim territory from Venoms. Right? And then uh, Team Gamma, which is led by Naruto, uh, with Kakush- uh, Kakashi, Sasuke, Trunks, and Sabu. Uh, and they do stealthy reconnaissance stuff. All right? So I guess it gets to pick what kind of missions you start doing. They're all there to pick anyway. So you have to go around and you talk to each Man, of these... Man, they, they, they really didn't know where to put trunks, did they? Nah, nah. I, again, I think I know why. Is because, like, so when you start the game and you go to the character creator, there's, you pick what fighting style you want. There's four different fighting styles. So there's, like, oh, God. like yeah, martial yeah. arts, which are, like, really strong attacks and really super fast. And it's like, well, that's Dragon Ball Z. Then there's, uh, like, sword users, which just lumps everyone in together. That's that's the trunks category, like just sword <laughs> users, like just anyone who uses a sword. They're in that category. You could be like the sword people from anime. Can I just say, like I love that in I guess because it's there, they've got to use it. But in Dragon Ball, he uses that sword to kill Frieza, and I don't think he does anything else with it except having a really cool sword. Ash said the exact same thing to me. I was like, yeah, I was like explaining all this to her, and she's like. Trunks like not- Trunks uses it like twice. Yeah, like that's <laughs> it. He kills Frieza with it, and then he like duels Goku like his sword versus Goku's finger. And I don't think he does anything else with it, to my knowledge. Like, but uh, I guess it's like, how do we make Trunks different? I don't know. He's got a sword, so he uses that. I'm like, I mean, sure, the sword's still just steel, though. Yeah. So there's like, unless there's- it's like the stupid. You know what? That's Dragon Ball lore. I'm not going down into the, <laughs> into, into like movie 13 and the sword that he gets from the stupid character who looks like he's at a Zelda and has an ocarina. Whatever. Keep going, please, Joel. Save me from this nightmare. Like, okay. Oh, man. I'm just reading some of the stuff in this plot that happens later on. And I tell you what. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, So then, then, then the other two ones you have to choose between are, like, uh, ninjutsu. So Naruto. And then... Yep. Uh, the last one is I don't even can't even remember how to describe it, but it's basically just pirate style. So pirate style. fucking just so make of that piece. what you will. Yeah, like make of that what you will. Um. Anyway, so you go and talk to all these three factions, right? It makes you go there. You sit through an arduous cutscene where they say mm-hmm. nothing, like nothing, like nothing happens. These scene they talk to each other and they're like, like there's no there's oh no even any voices to mock because there's no voice acting, and then it's just all text boxes, all text boxes. And then you, the scene finishes, and it's like, cool, on to the next one. What was the point of this? 
what was the point of me going and fucking finding out this? I guess to find out that Team Alpha's fighting off invading Venoms and Team Beta's reclaiming territory from Venoms. Like, I went with Beta mainly because I did some research and found out that later in the game, which must be much later because I didn't I didn't come across it, uh, that's the one that um, uh, uh, Midoriya is in from My Hero Academia, which is like the one character that I was like, I kind of want to play as that. That'd be fun. Um, I didn't <clears throat> in the end. Uh, and yeah, then you go through all that and then you go back to see director Glover and he's like, which one do you want to pick? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. I don't care. And then I went into a fight and I thought Vegeta had been taken over by this, the fucking Umbra cube, some Umbra cube. And I had to fight him. And then I found out, the wonder of these anime games, uh, that if you get stun locked into a combo by an enemy, you can do fuck all to stop that from happening. Oh yeah! And I was it like, "Sucks." Cool. I'm just gonna put the controller down. So, so not only is like sitting through this painful story that is presented in a fucking terrible way, the gameplay doesn't even let me play a fucking game. Oh, Karen, this game is trash. This game is trash, and I hate it. And now I've talked about it, I can fucking delete it off my Xbox and move on with my goddamn fucking life. Oh my god. Um oh there was Well, some... I enjoyed that. Well I had fun. No, but so here's the thing though. Like I was thinking about it, right? And I was thinking about how they can make this game somewhat presentable, right? And I feel like I came up with a solution. Um, and I don't know how hard this would be to implement, but I feel like it'd be easier than doing character models and these pointless cutscenes and terrible load screens. I, it's about the Weekly Shonen Jump magazine manga. Why don't they do the cutscenes as fucking manga pages that are super stylized and poppy, kind of in a Persona 5 kind of style? And just, like, that's how you told the story. And you could, like, read it. That way text boxes make make sense because you're reading this comic. And I'm like, that'd be cool. Like, at least it'd look awesome. It'd look, the presentation of it would be a bit snappier as well. And I just, it's just like, they just shat this game out. And I'm sure someone out there likes it. I don't. As I said, I think, I mean, I don't want to say that we always love every game we bring, right? I think we've definitely had moments when we play games where we've been like, oh, I didn't like this. Oh, kind. I've I've spoken I've spoken about Crash Bandicoot and Sonic on this show before. It's fine. Like yeah, but but you haven't like you hadn't played Crash Bandicoot and then come on the show to talk about it. That's true. Played Jump Force. Did play Jump Force? This is this is real. I would rather play Crash Bandicoot. I would. I. How about I just gift you that copy of Soma? Oh no, no, I'm good. (laughs) So so. So if I sat you down and was like, you can either play Jump Force or play Soma, and I would I would let you play in safe mode. You can play in safe mode. You would still pick Jump Force. No, no, I play Soma, hundred percent. Okay, good. Okay, good. If you I sat me down between because sure, that would be sat, insane. If you sat me down between Jump Force and watching Paint Dry, I would fucking watch Paint Dry because it's essentially the same fucking thing. Oh, this game's right. bad. Just give, if you right. want to experience for yourself, it's on Game Pass. If you've got Game Pass, you can download it for free, which is still too much. I still I paid was it not, was I paid it, was a, a lot. nominee for best fighting game at Game Awards last year. Uh, it was a pity nomination at best. Like I I feel like I I paid more 
by not like paying anything to this game. I paid a life debt to this fucking game. I wasted two and a half hours of my precious goddamn life. I could have been playing with my son in those two and a half hours. Instead, oh, all right, I, okay, mm, okay. Anyway, right. jump force, yeah, <laughs> jump force, jump force. Sorry, but you, oh. yeah, I, I know we're sort of punching down at you, but. You just don't look good. I know, I know, I know. It seems like it's too. It seems like an easy target, and like it is. But I just, I just well, need. Because that's, that's the thing, right? Because there are anime fighters have gotten better. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't played like the the My Hero ones or the One Piece ones or any of those. Mm. But like my experience to this prior to this was the two Xenoverse games, and they were pretty fun. And they're still like three D arena anime fighters that were sort of like action RPG-ish, but they were sort of enjoyable. Even Kakarot, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, has that same gameplay style, you know, big 3D arena, beat em up, like mash buttons and stuff, and it was sort of fun. But what I played at the Jump Force beta, and obviously you played more, so you can you know this, it just wasn't fun, and it was bad, and the characters looked bad, and the animations were bad, and I just... was It was bad. Alright, I'll give it one thing, like... The final oh, moves. Okay, one thing. The this final is, moves. Okay. The final moves were pretty cool. Like watching them, like f- unfold in like that buttery smooth twenty frames a second. Like, but it was pretty cool. Like, like switching to Naruto and like doing his like fucking Nine Tails Fennec Fox thing. I was like, it's pretty cool. Like, the Dragon Ball energy attacks looked bad, and I hated it. Yeah, <laughs> like it was still fun. Like. But yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. this game's this game's bad. This game's trash. Don't bother. Just don't bother. Well, Joel, you never have to think about it again. I'm exhausted, Kyra. Just think like, oh god. You can push it out of your mind. Oh boy. All right. We're gonna move. We're gonna we're gonna move on. Okay. Let's move okay. on. Let's move on. Okay. All right. Because. As I said before we started Questlog, the 7 Remake demo came out. Holy goddamn shit. I've been waiting for this. Ever since it was like data mined off of the goddamn PlayStation servers like at the start of a year. And the entire internet was like, when's it coming out? When are you dropping a demo? The hmm. demo's been data mined. We, where, what's, wait, what are you waiting for? And then just out of like literal nowhere. I was just, I was sitting down, I was playing, um, what was I playing? I was playing Ace Combat. Yeah. Um, and I just, I'm like, oh, what's happening on Twitter? Like, flick open Twitter and Square Enix. It's just like, oh, hey, the uh, seven demos out. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so I, I checked like the, I checked like the shop on my app, not willing to like go out of the game just in case. I'm like, Holy fuck, it's, it's fair. It's real. And then I spammed it everywhere. Twitter. I dropped it in chat. I yelled at everyone I knew yep. to download this demo. And most of you did. And you, mo- So this is less so for me because I... Holy shit, I loved it so, so much. Right. This is more for you because you didn't play the 7 demo at PAX. No. Uh, there is some stuff in this that wasn't there, obviously. More in the fact that the PAX demo was just for Scorpion tank fight. Yeah. Uh, everything else was brand new to me as well. Right. But mostly, I'm really curious to see how you feel about it without the ridiculous seven nostalgia boner that I have. 
<laughs> um, yeah, like I mean, I, I think I've said this before on the show. Like I played, I played seven before. Like I played, I, yes, you pretty, I played most of it anyway. Like I, you, you played up until the point where you could see Emerald Weapon. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty far. Like that's pretty far, Joel. I'm proud of you. Like I, I played and and then at that point, like I already knew like the story beats of the game. Like I knew, I knew the big emotional parts. So I was like, all right, cool. I just never really bothered with it. And at that point, I wasn't really into JRPGs as much as I am more so now because thanks to Persona and and that series. But um. Yeah, so I, I, like, I mean, you posted the demo was out, and I'm like, cool, I had already decided that when the demo comes out, you know, because it's going to come out at some point, I'll pl- I'll try it. And I already am decided, like, I already have decided I'm going to play this game at some point this year. It may not be at launch, but um, I'm excited for it. And I think playing the demo has made me a little bit more excited for it. But I was like, I finished it, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Kick my ass a couple times as well. Because, um, I mean, I, I think. Pardon? I, that, that was the thing because I, I remember doing the Scorpion Tank Fighter packs, and I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just because I already played it, but um, I mean, that would make any sense at all. Because I I had to pay more attention when I was prepared for it at some points. I'm like, oh yeah, oh I'm taking I'm taking a fair bit of damage. All right, I think better be a bit more alert. <laughs> I was I was talking uh, about this with with Broad before I recorded with them on Hunting Seasons the other day. Um. I think the problem that I was I, I had playing it was I was playing it like a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> That's the thing. It's it's a weird Final Fantasy fifteen cross Final Fantasy thirteen hybrid. Yeah, like um and I kinda dig it. I think if I actually sat down and, and really sort of put the time in with it and, and learnt the systems and how they work with each other, I think but because I'm such a like it's got that guys on action game over the top of it. And I'm like, oh, I fucking love platinum games. Like this, this is how I've seen this before. This seems familiar, but it's also not. Um, yeah. And there are a lot of like mechanics and, and systems in play that you sort of really, and at one point the game makes you go, all right. And it wasn't even the boss fight. It was on the escape where I got, um, I got downed. Like I got through the boss fight relatively. Okay. I think, I lost Cloud at one point, and then I lost Barrett at one point, and I managed to get them both back up because I had enough Phoenix Downs. I'm like, sweet, cool, get them up. I know enough about Final Fantasy. I'm like, I know what Phoenix Downs do. Fucking get up. Um, but it was like on, on the escape, there was the part with like the uh, what are they called? I think I know. Uh, do you mean the um, like the agile guys who jump around? Yes. A lot? Yeah. And there's so a, yeah. Yeah. Go, the, so go on. There's a part where you fight like those and like three yeah. turrets that you'd fought previously mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I did read a strategy of how to fight them more effectively after I'd finished the demo. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Swap those modes, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was, I was what using because I like the Punisher mode is really cool. So, it's so good. yeah. Oh, God. And I love that. Like the way that cloud moves, but he's holding to, he's just like, I'm going to fucking, yeah. I'm going to fucking stab you. Um, and if you time it, if you time it nicely enough, like you can kind of seamlessly go from one mode to the other, and it's just so good. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe how good it is. It has like almost like a uh, transforming weapon effect, like from Bloodborne. Mm. If you can do it, if you time it right and you get it right, it actually has that sort of same feel. 
because um, I was playing around with that. Yeah, as long as you don't finish, like do a finisher for the, like your combo string. Yeah, pretty sure you can. If you time the triangle press here, you can you can sort of transition across, which is just is just cool. This game is cool. Yeah, and then on top of that, so you cool. have like the, the the ability to like open a menu, and then again, like I I like how this game does it compared to something like Kingdom Hearts. And I know they're, they're very different, but like they both still have drop down menus while you're actively controlling a character, and, and but opening that menu in the game like slows right down you're like cool all right i've got time to go through and select yep. fire and then select which enemy i want to use it on and then oh we'll go back into the action cool i can switch over to barrett now charge up my buster and then like my um like my overcharge shot and then do some more damage to try and like essentially shield break so i can just do massive damage then um it's so cool like when you when you get the hang of it like so especially on the scorpion tank and the um the scrappers, like the the one you fight on the way in and the way out. Yes. When I really got the hang of like chucking some magic at the Muchen made him feel pressured and just going ham yep. with clouds like his forward thrust and just oh, yeah. pushing that stagger meter up and then going, Cool, you're you're dead. Yep. And did you get to use the limit breaks? I did, yeah. Cause I I, I forgot about limit breaks until the game was like, hey, don't, yeah, so don't forget cool. about don't forget about limit breaks when you charge up, and I'm like, oh, I fucking know about limit breaks. This is awesome, and I know what I remember what they look like, you know, in the original. <laughs> um, but yeah, fucking, they look really cool. Uh, look really cool. This demo is absurdly polished. <laughs> yeah, like it's the game feels really good. Like it, yeah, it feels tops. I'm I'm excited to play it. Um, uh when i don't know when but at some point i definitely want to get to it i i did enjoy it i i love the cutscenes were really great like the voice acting was excellent hell yes i feel I like love this new cast so much i feel like i have a better like understanding of of the type of character that cloud strife is compared to like reading text boxes because a lot of what his like character especially in those early parts of the game is from like not saying anything at all or saying very little yeah and what hearing that inflection is, is like ah oh, okay just... cool so we're like we're officially like i'm officially in like okay seven remake is coming out now no spoilers yeah spoilers are like off the table for what's going to happen in that game but this these early glimpses of cloud's character are just really good and the performance is just nailing it. Like, I love that entire... Like, Barrett's giving him that spiel in the elevator. Yeah. It's like, it's like don't tell me you can't hear it. <laughs> and just the way Cl- the Cloud's like, so you really hear that? And he's like, damn straight I do. And just Cloud's immediately just like, get help. Yeah. like, oh. Just, yeah. Oh. Two words, get help. And you're like, get oh, help. damn. And, <laughs> like, and then the way he just like, he delivers the next line, which is like, I, I would save the screaming for later. Oh, <laughs> like, my oh. God. Oh god. It's yeah. And like that like those scenes, I'm just so excited for this game to just even like even in part in the mid parts of seven, the way Cloud changes is just so good. Yeah. And the performances in this demo are really good, especially Erica as as Jesse. Yes, yeah. God damn it. And like I, I really I, I really liked so um good. Bigs and Wedge as well. Bigs and Wedge are great. Yeah, and I feel like... Shimmer President looks great. Barrett. Barrett is a character that I was really curious about because, I mean, 
you can you, you can look at that early dialogue for Barrett in Seven, and you're just like, okay, you've got you've made a very particular character, and it's, I just think it's m- mildly problematic. I think would be a, a way yes, of putting it. I, yeah, but I think this modern like realization of him is just spot on, and I think yeah, I think it comes down to being able to hear that inflection, and obviously back yeah. back in that the PS One days, this a game of this scale and of this size would have been like I was caught off guard when Barrett dropped shit in his in his yeah. rant i'm like whoa i mean he swears does this mean sid's gonna be just flying off the handle constantly because oh, i'm here for it yeah i'd be down for that um <laughs> yeah like it's it's very good and um i'm the reason why i'm excited is because i know how much it means to people that mean a lot to me so you and Broad and our friend Ben, I'm and like, gonna I, be a mess playing this game. Yeah, like I I know how much it means to you guys, and that makes me excited to see like to play it and go, oh, I kind of get it. Like I I kind of get how exciting this could be for you, and and that's awesome. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. So I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm looking forward to playing more of it at some point. Um, I definitely will be playing more of it. Man. The music is perfect. Mm. I love, I love it. There, it it has a the music again. It's not surprising for games these days, but hearing it with the seven soundtracks is a bit different. Hearing the dynamic music, so when you're going through the Ma- the Mako reactor the first time, and you get the the Mako theme we all know, yep. then you trigger combat, and it's got a bit more of a a com- a battle based version as well. Was just really neat. Yeah. Uh, the the tease with those who fight when you fight those four guys in that room when the door shuts and they're like, you're finished. And Claire's just like, that's my line. I'm like, oh, Cloud, you are too cool. <laughs> People thought Joker was too cool. Cloud's cooler. <laughs> Cloud's, Cloud's so confident. And so yeah. he, here's the thing too. Like I'm, and I, I never got, I get it. I never got the re I really make personally. I never really got the reason why, Cloud was so revered because I I didn't get that he was that cool of a character. He, it's so man, it's just gonna be this this whole ride we're gonna that that we're all gonna go on, new people included. Yeah, gonna go on with Cloud. It's just, and I think that is why he's so revered. And just the the stuff that happens with his character is just really important. I think. Yeah, see, because like, I always just but, thought of him as like. A bit boring, especially in those early parts of the game, like playing the original. Um, but it, yeah, it was good to like when I was talking with Brod about playing it as well. I was saying, oh, we're going to talk about it on the show this week, and I played it and I, I really enjoyed it. And I was saying about how, like, basically what I said before, how I'm excited for for you guys because I know that it, this is a this is a big deal and it's fucking cool that it actually, you know, turns out it's actually good. Like it is. Like it, it's living up to whatever hype, like impossible hype. Was this, yeah, <laughs> this impossible hype that this game has put on it. Um, and he said to me that, that, that and I'm sure you'll agree with this, that the reason why he found it so good is because it it plays and looks how he felt it played and looked in his head when he was younger. Yes. That's, it is exactly that. And like, cause I, I, I started a seven playthrough recently, like, maybe a month or two ago when I bought the Switch version. Yep. And there are, sh- like, just shots. But it's just amazing to see 
like for the train station for example so in the original seven which i oh man i love that they kept this in the remake as well the very first fight against those two guys on the platform like cloud levels up to seven which is just right that is art right there but it was in the original and it's still in this version and i love that i love that though when you transition to the next screen in the original you just sort of like you know at the reactor but in this version you go in through the train station, you go up the stairs, you flip around, and then you come back around to the Mako Reactor. Mm. And it's just, they recreate the shot where it pans right up to the, oh my God, it's just, yeah, when you were playing 7 originally, this is how you saw it. And yeah. to actually see it how you saw it back then in your head is just like, no, this is, that's why, again, it's part of me still like, this is a trick, right? Like, this is, yeah. how are you doing this? Because you can't, when that camera zooms out, after like Aerith runs out of the alleyway in the intro. Yeah. And it just keeps zooming. You're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. No, what are you doing? Yeah. This is going to bankrupt you, you idiots. There, There is a lot there that they have to live up to. Um, Well, that whole thing about like you but were I, saying but, about. But after I the demo, I, I believe. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to the whole like cloud instantly leveling up to level seven. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. cool. But it also, I guess, kind of, it implies that like, you're coming into Cloud's story like halfway through almost, like or like a third of the way yeah. into it. There's a whole bunch of shit that I don't even understand myself, but like I've I kind of have an idea about that's happened before that point. Um If you would like to know more of Cloud's story, don't play Crisis Core, especially if you haven't played seven, because it'll just spoil seven for you. Right. But when you finish seven, everyone should go and play Crisis Core because it's very good. It is the best compilation game, and I hate that Square Enix is like, eh, we'll just, we'll just leave it on PSP. I'm like, you don't want to port it or anything? Nah. nah. I'm like, yeah. are you sure? Because people should... would It's good, and people should play it. Sony, if they played 7, they should play this. Sony like doing that. that like, by like having these like, amazing games that are like transformative for their genre, just locked on their portable consoles that are completely dead now. It's so cold. But, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like this demo is full of so many little tiny details. Like I love, obviously we already knew about seeing the materia in Cloud's Buster Sword. It's cool seeing it in Barrett's gun arm. Yeah. It's cool that like the little reactor train, train line. So I, I don't, it's not, maybe not intentional, but it looks like a Buster Sword. Right. Um, the if you go to, into the menus you can go into the item descriptions and like the butter sword description is something along the lines of like filled with the the hope of those who will fight which i'm like oh, that's the battle theme name and also like it's crisis core spoilers um the like barrett calls you stamp at one point and i was a bit confused but if you're going for a train station there are posters on the wall for what looks like a kid's cartoon show which is called like the little book of stamp which I guess implies that Barrett watches Stamp with Marlene, which is adorable and wholesome. Yeah. And just so much. Everything. Everything. And just one month. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's super close. That's oh, exciting. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm I'm genuinely excited. Like, I... Like that, the, the, the version of Prelude that plays on the menu, it, it ruined me. It broke me. I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop this. Stop this, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> fair. You can't just do this to me. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm fully prepared to just be like a mess playing that remake. Just and then hitting credits and being like again. 
Yeah. Rewind it back to the start again. Yeah. I mean... Uh, one thing I do want to say is that I I tried, just before this, I tried the classic mode. Okay. Because uh, that was the one thing I was like, I've played this demo like seven times, but I haven't tried classic mode. I should probably try classic mode. And it doesn't change much. It, um, basically, it turns the attacking into auto combat, essentially. You can still mash square if you want. Uh, but if you enter, when you enter combat, basically, Cloud will run around, he'll block, he'll hit things himself, just for the pure aim of filling up an ATB gauge, which is then when you can step in and take control. Right. Which is a really cool idea. And I don't know if this will be the case in the full game, but it also just makes it really easy. That's true, actually. I guess it's a, a, another way of putting in, like, the fast-forward function that uh, the, um... Yeah. Like, the the ports have had previously. So, if I, it's, it's a cool feature for those people who are out there who might be, like, really want to get in on what everyone's excited about. But again, might have seen people talking about, especially that Scorpion tank, man, he he can hit hard, especially the first time through and you're like not on top of the blocking and the dodging. Like he, those rockets will just interrupt your your like spells and your potions and stuff. And he can catch you off guard pretty quickly. Oh yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he absolutely can do that. Um, so it's just nice to have that feature there. And I would honestly be interested in trying a game like that if there was also a harder mode version of that because the enemies just don't have the health, at least in the intro, to stand up to the auto attacks usually. So they usually are dead very quickly. And the other thing is too, um, you've got to you've got to remember too that like, yeah, it's the start of the game, but it's all, this is also a demo. So they kind of want to show off oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as much oh, yeah, as they sure. can. So like that could be very different playing through it when the full release comes out. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Any, any other, any, anything else you want to discuss about, about? I could I could probably just fill the rest of your show with it, but I'll spare you. Oh, oh, I know you could. Like, it's fine. It was nice to have something, like, positive to talk about after. <laughs> that's why That's why I let you go first with Jump Force. I'm like, we'll, get, we'll do that, and then we'll just bring it all back with Seven, because Let's get, it's just so good. Get the hatred out of my system. Anyway. Uh, but is there anything else you want to bring to the quest log? Because I think I'm good. I think I'm good as well. So you think you're good. I'm just I'm just killing time, man. Until Animal Crossing, <laughs> I'm just. I know, dude. Oh, I'm just like, hanging. I'll be there. I'll be there day one on the island with you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I'll be relying on a lot of people I follow on social media to keep me keep me there. I'm going to need it sometimes, I think. Karen, I'm excited. Karen, I think, we, I think like, I, you know, the audience don't hold us to this because we probably won't end up doing it, but I think we should do, like, an Animal Crossing check-in each week on the show. We should, like, I mean, check in with sure. that, like, what we did, do, like, a little bit of a, like, a little journal entry on how how we've done. We'll see, we'll see if I can convince you to make me one of your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's your goal. That's your end game. <laughs> That's that's kind of end game strats it's, it's for Kyron. Yeah, <laughs> to see if I can, I trust you enough to can come I to my island. Joel's trust. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Because at this stage, I've legitimately got one person. I'm making a best friend, and that's my wife. Honestly, I, that's fair. Yep. Yep. Um, best friends have such power. It's like you got to pick carefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I haven't really played anything else. Um, I did. I picked up uh, Wave the Passive Fist. For like a dollar fifty on the eShop, um, on the Switch, nice. it's just a side-scrolling brawler that is all around like blocking instead of actually fighting. Um, it's an interesting concept. I've only played like the first stage. I I quite enjoy it, but 
I haven't played enough of it really to sort of go in deep on it. It's it's good though. And for a dollar fifty, I was like, yeah, it was like ninety percent off. I'm like, okay, sure, why not? I mean, if we're, if we're if we're throwing out teasers, hmm. be excited because when I've got some more time with it, maybe in a couple weeks' time, I will be bringing Days Gone. Oh shit! Really? It was thirty bucks, and I was like. Uh, people I respect seem to like it enough at the goatee discussion. Okay. Why not? Some 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 things I will offer you. I can't believe my character, my main character's friend's name is Boozer. It's very hard <laughs> to take that seriously. Okay. Secondly, uh, definitely still a bit of a mess. I had one aspect today where I was fighting some guys on a bridge, and then I hit them and I clipped down to the ground below the bridge. All right, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but thirdly, what I will actually say in this game's favor, and it's something that I is i think keeping me in it like it's dangerous okay. <laughs> going out into the world all right like so yeah i, I had a point today when i was like because there are camps you can climb. i'll like, oh, clear these camps out burn out these nests it's all good and i got to a third one i'm like okay i've done two of these it's easy and i started attacking these nests and then suddenly next thing i knew there was about 100 zombies there and i was like well i'm dead okay i can't i cannot get away from this so I, yeah, I'm I, I'm genuinely like that took me by surprise. I had no idea that you were yeah. playing that. That's interesting. It was just it's been a thing I've been wrestling with and I saw it on sale for double discounts. I'm like Fuck yeah. it. <laughs> Alright. I like it. I like it. So yeah, look for uh, in it, it, it probably t- will take a bit of time to get through because it's apparently just a stupid big game. Right. But so far, as dumb as some of the game is, I kinda like the world. Okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah, that's really about it. Cool. So I think if we're all good here, I might move us on to Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. So, of course, our Dope or Nope section is where we come for the news. And we have skipped out recently because... We've been so busy with games and game of years and all that, but the industry is is awakening from its slumber. Yes. <laughs> We're now kind of in the full swing of things. Things are happening. Things are also not happening. Uh so yeah, I think do you want to start us off, Joel? What do you what do you have you got anything to bring to the table? Yeah, so I've got one thing um that just sort of popped into my head that I kinda of want to talk about. Okay. But I will uh, how vague would you like me to be with this? Because I can be I mean, super vague. You can be super vague. Okay. If you're super vague, you're gonna you're gonna allure me into the dope, aren't you? Well, that's that's what I'm thinking. So I, I'm gonna you know borrow a page out of the Easy Allies book, and uh, and and there in the Easy Allies podcast, and say one of my favorite ways to kick off a dope or nope news segment is the news of a new release game or a new a game announcement. Fine, dope. <laughs> now you actually, you actually, uh, like drew this to my attention, and I very much thank you for doing so, uh, because Harmonix have announced a new game. Oh. yes, they have. Yes. So Harmonix, if you don't know, uh, the uh, you know the original creators behind uh, Guitar Hero, the first Guitar Hero, uh, and I think maybe two, or maybe not. They were at least on the first one, um, and then they went. They sort of like parted ways from Activision and decided to make Rock Band, 
uh, and sort of are pretty well known for their like rhythm games, um, which is why I love them. Um, the most recent thing they've made, uh, well, there's two things. The most recent thing is a, a, a VR rhythm game called Ortica, which is sitting in my uh, PlayStation 4 wishlist at the moment, right? Because <laughs> I want to play it. It's basically Beat Saber with guns. So um, I want to play that really badly. Um, but the other game that they released was uh, a like a board game as of sorts, a card game called Drop Mix, uh, which I think I've talked about on the show because I bought a copy of it when it was going really cheap. Uh, it's really cool. It's basically a card game that you'd put down on this big sort of like plastic board thing that you would have synced to your phone and it will play parts of songs and then it would sort of mash them all together into like like a song. Uh, and, you know, you could you could work pretty hard to make it sound pretty terrible. But for the most part, it did a pretty good job of like mixing things together. Um, so when I saw the trailer and then subsequent gameplay for this new game that they're, they're talking about that's coming out sometime this year... Uh, called Fuser. Uh, this seems like a digital version of Drop Mix with a few more bells and whistles. And I am 100% in on this. Um, so basically, Fuser is coming out on PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, um, the whole works. And basically, you the whole idea is that you're a, like, you know, you're essentially a, a, a DJ uh, playing like a big show. And you have your a whole bunch of uh, you've got like four tur- like tracks down the bottom, which is like uh, keyed by color, and they're kind of related to a different type of musical instrument, like drums, guitar, or vocals. This is very similar to how Drop Mix works as well. But the way it all works is at the top of the screen you have uh, what they call your crate, so like your record crate, which has all these songs. And at the moment they're they're they've confirmed uh, there's going to be. Um, it's going to ship with about 100 licensed music. Uh, and in the gameplay trailer that I saw, um, there's some popular shit in there. There's everything from In The Club by 50 Cent uh, and Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, um, Good As Hell by Lizzo, which I was like, well, you know, take my money already. Um, Rockefeller Skank. I definitely spied uh, Don't Fear The Reaper in there. Don't Fear The Reaper features quite a lot in the gameplay trailer. Um, uh, Rockefeller Skank by Fatboy Slim, uh, Rock the Casbah by The Clash, like a really good mix of stuff. Um, I also- do wonder if if some of his stuff will be like if it'll be like a large crossover with the the library of songs they have they already have rights to for Rock Band. I, well, I wonder if that's going to play into this at all. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And obviously, this being like a, a like an actual game now instead of like having to sell like booster packs essentially for for um, Drop Mix, like they could do like. DLC packs weekly, fortnightly, monthly, whenever they wanted to, mm-hmm. and I'll buy them. Um, so yeah, uh, just looking on the uh, the Wikipedia article, it says um, uh, Dan Sussman from Harmonix. Uh, songs from bands closely associated with Harmonix employees will likely appear on the full set list. Um. And they, he said that also for music licensing purposes, they assure that the rights for these songs not only include the ability to mix with other songs, but for users to share these songs and mixes to social media. So basically what you do is you pick like a song and you drop it onto like the, a particular color and it will play depending on the color, if it's drums or like, you know, baseline or vocals or samples or whatever, it'll play that part of that song. And then you just add other parts onto these other four tracks and it sort of mixes it together and it mixes it in key and um, 
and tempo as well. So it sets things at a certain tempo. Uh, usually the first thing you put down, like the first track you put down, the original BPM of that song will be <clears throat> the baseline for the BPM for your mix at that point. Um, you can change it at certain points as well. Uh, the, basically, the, you're playing a show, uh, and in the single-player mode, it's basically you get um, requests from the audience. So they're like, oh, cool, play me a song from 2010, because all the tracks at the top have listed on them, like, you know, the name of them, the artist, uh, and I think, like, maybe genre, and the year they were released. So it's like, oh, play me a song from 2010. So you go, all right, we're going to put this song on, because it's from 2010, because I can see it up there. And they'll go, cool, thank you for that. And you'll get like a little bonus kick of points. Um, so you're like taking requests and also like trying to mix uh, in songs. Uh, and the way it differs a little bit from drop mix is drop mix, you could just drop it down whenever you wanted to. Uh, this one, you can still do that, but it will reward you for doing it in time. So much more like a rhythm game. Um, so if you drop things in on the beat, it has like a little, uh, a like a progress bar down the bottom essentially. So or like a time signature bar. So it'd be like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Uh, and if you do it in time, you'll get like, you know, bonus points for doing it in time. Uh, and then you can like lift up the tracks and like pause parts of them, then drop them back down. And then you can swap between different tracks. And then you could take like a song that's playing on, like say the guitar track and then chuck it onto the vocals track and then mix it up like that. Um, and the way that they sort of showed, cause it's going to have like, the single player mode, um, it's going to have multiplayer modes where you can collaborate with friends and like make uh, like a mix together, um, which I'm interested to see how that would go because that sounds really cool. Um, and then there's going to be like a like a freestyle mode where you can just go in and play stuff and record your sets and, and sounds like share with people on social media. Uh, and that speaks to me on a fucking another level because um, uh, I think I've talked about it before, but like I used to be a DJ. I don't do it so much anymore, unfortunately. I don't get a chance to, which sucks. Um, but this feels like a good outlet for that, for me to be able to tinker around and just like mix songs and play with stuff and then uh, and maybe share that mix with people and see if people want to listen to it. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. And apparently it's coming out sometime later this year. I think they said fall, so spring for us um so two things yep so what i've learned from this is what you if i'm ever at a club i should definitely make requests of the dj right oh boy karen uh yeah <laughs> don't do that <laughs> so, okay no no right. no do do that just be respectful <laughs> of their answer if um, you're at a club that's playing exclusively house music you can go up and ask for r&b don't get upset when they tell you to go fuck yourself basically like just have a bit of tact about it. Yeah. And my second question is, and I, I like harmonics. Okay. Yep. I just want to, want to put that out there, but I feel like I got to ask, like, where do you think this is going to land price point wise? Like, do you reckon I, it seems like a cool idea, but does it have legs? I guess it has the advantage of a rock band because there's no stupid plastic instruments to sell as well. Yes. It's just a thing that you buy. So that could definitely help it out. I think it, I think this game launches as like a fifty like this. I'm talking Australian 50, dollars. Fifty sounds like a good little price point for it. Even sixty, I think sixty like, is like that, digital, that. Digital only, like. Yep. Yep. Um, digital only down the track. If it does well, you could release a physical copy with like maybe some bonus tracks that are like with DLC, uh, and charge like full price for it. And that way, you're getting a little bit more for it. 
Um, it depends on how much they're going to f- flesh out like the single player stuff. If they do it like they did with the rock band stuff, I really want that. I think that'd be really fun. Um, and have like, particularly with Rock Band 4, where it had like this RPG, like choose your own adventure element to it. I loved that. Love it's that. A cr- it's a crime that Rock Band 4 came and came and went because it was yeah. good. I liked it. Yep. It's a great game. Um, yeah. So uh, I just, I'm excited that there's a new um, rhythm game on the market like coming out soon. And it's by harmonics who have a I pretty just, good track. I love that harmonics is just like, no, this is what we're doing. Yep. Right. Like harmonics is like, no, we make rhythm games. Yep. And I, I respect that. Like they're, they're finding ways to do them even after like rock band four is basically just like, well, you can buy it, but probably won't. Uh, it's just cool that they're not giving up. I really do respect that as a, and it's nice that they have that option. Cause they're still independent. They're independent now, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. I think they are. This is being and published. This is being published by NC soft. So nice. So yeah. So they're basically, ba- yeah, that's cool because that gives them the option to pursue this stuff. And that's, I do really respect that. And it's cool that they, they're, they're like, yeah, we're sticking to the rhythm game thing, but they're able to like, just go, fuck it. Let's get a bit weird with it. Like, like this, this seems like a, uh, uh, a next iteration of drop mix, um, uh, basically like a digital version of drop mix and it, yeah. which drop mix is really impressive. Um, I can't, I guess I can't recommend it. I, you can get it pretty cheap now anyway, but like, I can't recommend it. Um, wholeheartedly just because it is like it is a physical thing you've got to have again and you've still got to buy the cards and the cards are hard to find now sort of um but it's interesting to see how that that game works when you see it in action you're like huh this is pretty cool like i've heard people talk about like actually having that their drop mix board set up at, at like a party in just like an hour and having that as the music as people coming up and just fucking around with it um this having this seems like a, an even better version of that. Just having your TV on in the background and you know people playing around and like they get to be a DJ for the next like five minutes uh, and muck around with things. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, Fuser, keep an eye out for it. Well, since we're on the topic of game announcements, okay. Here, here is here. My my pitch for this one is just a quote, a quote from a, a blog post, which okay. is, "Screw innovation, let's just make the scariest game we possibly can." Karen, I'm going to give you this one. You let me talk about rhythm you, games. You owe it to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I let you talk. You let me talk about rhythm games. I'm going to let you talk about horror games. This is a dope from me. Holy shit! The last week has been exciting. If you've been following along with Frictional's ridiculous, and now I'm not a really I've spoken in the past at length specifically back in the days of the um the sombra one but like args not really a fan of him yeah but it's been fun watching the results of this frictional games one which has been turning up these 30 second videos of just like like what the what is this what are you making and there was a i forget which one it was but i was like oh man imagine if this was just like imagine this was an an amnesia game like because Chucking them, they made, um, I think Penumbra was their first stuff. Then they made Amnesia of a Dark Descent. And then they made Soma. 
So it was just like, oh, cool. So we'll get a new horror game from them. But what if it was Amnesia? Turns out it is. They announced this week Amnesia Rebirth, which is a sequel, but sort of like in the sense that it's a spiritual successor. Right. Different setting, different characters, all that sort of stuff. And also, I want to read some parts from this PlayStation blog because it just gets me excited thinking about what this game is going to do to me. Right. Um, where's the best place to start? So they do talk a bit about the creation of Dr. Sen. And it's really interesting because that's, so that's where the screw innovation, let's make the scariest game we possibly can came from because I, I'll just read this, the intro to this blog post from, from PlayStation blog that frictional posted on because amnesia rebirth will be on PC and PS4, much like Soma, which is just cool. Um, so yeah, the year, the year was 2009 and frictional games was in crisis. We were almost out of money and it was running out fast. We had lots of ideas for in, for innovative systems and puzzles, but that weren't working out. Rash decisions had to be made. Screw innovation. Let's just make the scariest game we possibly can. With this, Amnesia the Dark Descent was born and it took off beyond our wildest dreams. The game became a byword for narrative horror and is still a staple of Let's Plays and live streams today. Now, a decade later, we want to return to those roots. We want you to experience the frills, chills, and creeping dread of a world of amnesia and a brand new story. So, they're going back to amnesia, but it'll be a bit different. Still scary. They are very careful to emphasize here that they're not going to be just going in on jump scares. Right. Because, let's be honest, those are the cheapest sort of scares. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, they also mentioned that uh, repetition is a deadly sin. So they're just their goal is to keep players on their toes. Okay. So they've twisted expectations, refined old features, and up the ante on everything you've seen from us, which is just God. Because I still think back to some of the stuff in Doctor Sand. Not even counting because Soma, Soma is like two prong scary because Amnesia Doctor Ten is scary because the monster is just terrifying and the environment is terrifying. But Soma is all of that stuff, but also the narrative is interesting and a little bit scary. The story stuff in Amnesia Dr. Sent, not that scary, but some of the stuff that you get presented with in Soma is equal parts interesting and chilling. And I I cannot recommend Soma enough. If you have a PC until the 21st of March, it is like four bucks. It's four bucks to play Soma. And I would say it's probably the best sci-fi game I played the last like several years. Right. Don't skip it. You can play it without them. You can play it in soft mode where there are monsters, but they can't kill you. So you still you can still be scared, but you don't have to worry about the frustration of the running and the hiding. I just want people to play it. But anyway, so further into the blog post, I'll just read this entire spiel because it's just, this is this is the core of what gets me excited about this game. Okay. So and this all comes from um, Thomas Grip himself, which is who Thomas Grip is the creative director at Frictional Frictional Games. I've been following on Twitter, and he, he kind of went quiet for a while, but he's popped back up recently, I guess, now, because they can talk about this, which is just exciting. So, <clears throat> as you might expect from a frictional game, we're not going to... We're not simply going for a carnival attraction of jump scares. Amnesia Rebirth is an emotionally harrowing journey, something different, something less predictable. It will test you in ways you haven't experienced before, and will make you think about things that really scare you. When Amnesia of a Dr. Sent came out, we'd love to hear the player feedback that said that people couldn't get through the game because they were too scared to continue. But these days, simple horror isn't enough. We want to take you beyond beyond horror and out the other side and see whether you'll stand the weight of what we put you through. Oh, boy. Jesus. 
Oh, oh boy. That's um. I'm ready to be scared again. Honestly, I am. It's been so long since I've had a game. I guess technically you could say PT was the last game that scared me, but um, there's just play because I played my fair share of horror games. I tweeted this out this week. I played the Silent Hills. I played the Resident Evils. I've played bunches of games that are scary. But there's just something about when you fire up Amnesia for Dark Descent. And this is the first time really that, I mean, Shadow of Memories kind of did this. but Yeah. Um, but having no combat and just being like, hey, look, your option is to run and hide. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll just go hide in this dark closet. Okay. Don't spend too long in there. Why? Because you'll go insane. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, I guess I'll get out of the closet. Okay, but don't look at a monster. Why? Because you'll go insane. Uh, okay. Um, what do I do? Run. Where? Forward? I don't know, dude. Figure. It's just that that game. It was the first time playing a horror game where I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. Because first of all, not only is this incredibly terrifying, it's like a whole new level of like, I am stressed out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. No, I watched you play a little bit of, of, of it and I, nah, no. <laughs> it's oh, it's a big old no for me, but I'm excited that I'm excited that um that uh, they're back in the the amnesia saddle again. Yeah, well, because it was great because Dark Sam was good. Chi- like Chinese Room, then stepped in and did Machine for Pigs, and I look, I like Machine for Pigs. I think it definitely does the narrative stuff better because that's more Chinese Room's strength. But the horror was weaker. The scares weren't as good. Like the the monsters were kind of yeah, I don't know. They're just didn't really nail the part of amnesia I was here for, but um, based on what they have <laughs> have proven themselves able to do in Soma, I am excited to just be so scared and stressed out. When Amnesia Rebirth comes out, they're putting it. Uh, they're saying fall, so that'll be our spring. Yeah, I just twenty twenty just keeps delivering, man. Yeah, I wasn't ready for any of this. It's uh. It's not fucking around. <laughs> and I'm here for it. It's great. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. cool. Like, uh, I've been seeing your hype for a build over the weekend, and it's been cool to sort of have that finally pay off for you. So I'm very excited. Like, frictional games happen so rarely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. It's like a... When did... When did... Yeah, well... Soma came out in 2015. 2015. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> 2015. Okay. So... Just about five years ago. I was going to say 2017. I was like, yeah, that seems about right. Nope. Completely off. And before that, before that, Dark Descent was 2020, uh, 2010. So there have been five-year gaps between their games so far. Okay. Well, at least you've got some sort of like time frame now to expect the next one. Yeah. Well, it's 2025. You can be scared all over again. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, Penum- their very first game, Penumbra, was um 2007. So yeah, look, in from 2000, 2007 to... 2020 they've made three penumbra games mm-hmm. and then an amnesia and then soma and now another amnesia and yes let's go exciting i'm so scared already <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god <laughs> oh i can't wait to experience it for myself through you look forward to those quest logs yep yeah, um, very much so. Like, when there was... One of the videos had, like, a note that, it, that I found in a box. And that was when I was like, is this an amnesia game? Is this going to be amnesia? Because just, like... Because someone then 
because you, you very barely see the note they found. Right. But someone typed it all out. And just like, once you read it, you're like, this really sounds like amnesia. And bam, there you have it. Amnesia. So yeah, that's, that's, since you, like, that's my game announcement for this week. And holy crap, let's go. Excitement. Excitement plus. Uh, cool. I like, I've got so, nothing else exciting. So, okay. This one, I'm going to, I'm going to ax a couple of things. Just because this one, I think, is interesting to consider. Okay. And also one that will probably make you a bit frustrated. So, because we've been gone for a couple of weeks, two stories happened. One that I will fit, on, honestly, just leads into this one. But, Joel, what does Project Maverick say to you? Uh, something Top Gun related. Uh, no, of course. Dope or, dope or nope? Uh, I'm going to say dope because I know what it is and I'm very excited. You know what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So much like how we found out about the 7 uh, re- uh, remake demo existing, some for some reason, this was uploaded to the European PSN tracked by a Twitter account called PSN Releases. It's a robot. It's a bot that basically tracks stuff uploaded to the, um, to the store. It's for a Star Wars project called Project Maverick. Mm-hmm. Now, we know exactly nothing about it, although it's got, like, logo treatment. Mm-hmm. In the art, you can see a Star Destroyer. You can see some little X-Wings. Sort of reddish tone to the, uh, to the like image. Like an orangey-red kind of... Yeah. Reminds me of and Need for Speed of... The Run. Mm, it ties into a story that actually happened the week before. Yes. Which was the announcement... Well, not really the announcement, but basically Kotaku was just like, hey, uh, so we just heard that uh, EA cancelled a Battlefront spinoff. Mm-hmm. So, and that was for a game that was Project, it was, it was Viking or something. Yeah, something uh, in, Viking, in, yeah. Yeah, in that rumor, basically they mentioned that there are two Star Wars project, projects in development. One is for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel, mm-hmm. and the other is a smaller, more unusual project at EA Motive. Yes. So, we have some random-ass Star Wars game coming out, and I don't want to get myself too excited, mm-hmm. but I was much like you when I heard Project Maverick. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you... No, I can't... I cannot possibly make myself hope. I mean, it... That, may... that maybe. <laughs> it seems like it could be. Like... Could I be getting a Rogue Squadron-esque game? Even like a game sort of harkening back to the old uh, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter series. Like, that is my dream. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it all signs... If this is a thing, uh, I think it's very highly likely that it could be like a like a flight sim-esque like Starfighter mm, game. Like, the fact that they... they, they the former leak specifically mentions a smaller, more unusual project at EA Motive. I'm like, you start sort of racking your brain for like a small, unusual Star Wars game. And I think if you put it out at a cheaper price, like maybe it's not a, a huge game, mm-hmm. a, a flight sort of sim-ish game could fit that pretty well. But also the thing that's interesting is if this is being like put up on the PSN, like we hearing something soon? Well, I mean, yeah, but that leads to believe that where are we going to hear it? Would have we heard about it at, say, GDC? If I mean, maybe. 
if things didn't go the way that they are going at the moment. Like, yeah, it, it, I'm interested to see because I feel like we're on the cusp of getting a whole bunch of digital directs from a lot of different people. Yes. So that was actually the, the story that I ended up dropping. Yeah. It was just the the, the infinite, like, oh, bullishness, just ESA being, hey, we're doing E3 anyway. Yep. <laughs> Amidst ev- literally everyone else going, oh, no, we're, we're man, we are canceling, we're postponing. Yeah. ESA's like, no, we're doing it. Knowing in the back of their head if they don't do it that they're screwed. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're fucked. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, everyone, like, so many people have pulled out of E3 and surrounding events already. It's just, and so many of events are just, like, responsibly, I guess, going, hey, we're going to postpone. Yeah, no, for like, sure. Like, I mean. The most recent one was it not not entirely gaming related, but South by Southwest just got cancelled. I was going to say, South by Southwest is huge. Yeah, the first time in 34 years. Um, And they do have a, like, they have a fairly big. A fairly big gaming component of South by Southwest now, so okay, so this is why at the top of the show I did mention this, like probably not the last time, but coronavirus or COVD, whatever it is, one five. Yeah. I should I want to make sure I get the the name right. Yeah, because <laughs> coronavirus is the strain, but it is, and I don't want to be that guy going, oh, <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I think yeah, COVID nineteen. But um, so ESA maintaining that they're gonna be going on rolling with it and i i think everyone else is sort of looking at them going but are you really though yeah like it'll be it'll be interesting but you have to wonder what was going to happen at gdc yeah i think because i mean we usually get a few little bit of tasty tidbits out of gdc and i mean pax east hap it did actually go ahead and we did get some stuff out of it. i mean Fu- oh yeah fuse got Baldur's gonna, gate that's, yeah Baldur's gate and that's where fuser was announced as well and I, I think harmonics had a panel and they announced it there um yeah so there was some cool stuff like that coming out but it's just curious because like the fact that it went up on the psn i was like maybe a state of play but sony like literally the other day was like hey here's a ghost of tsushima trailer it's coming out june 26 see you later bye yeah like Oh, see you, Sony, I guess. Like, um, me days after they dropped the Final Fantasy VII Remake tra- uh, demo as yeah. well. Like, it's... Hey, anything about PS5? Sony? They're like, shut They're up. They're very, very left. <laughs> like, shut up. They, they won't have it. They stuck their head back in and shut up. You'll find out about when we're good damn, <laughs> goddamn ready, okay? <laughs> shut your mouth. Yeah, I could do that as well. Okay. Anyway, just interesting. Interesting to see what happens for the next few months. We've got this this happening... World's waiting for that Nintendo Direct. Like, yeah, we haven't, we still haven't really, like, Microsoft the other day put up, um, I think Phil Spencer wrote up a blog entry about a bunch of like Xbox Series X stuff, which sounds neat. Yep. In particular, like the suspend feature. Oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah. I love it because there's if there's one thing I hate about my PS4, it's like I want to play this game, and the PS4 going, hang on, <laughs> ha- hang on. <laughs> Okay, good. All right, we can start loading now. Yeah. What do you mean you can start loading now? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's, that's the best thing about the Switch, is it's got, like, you just hit the button. I tried to, I tried to refrain, but yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's, it's got a lock screen, essentially. You just go, bang, cool, I'm back into my game. Like, remember when saving so in Pokemon man. was, like, like a, a, like, regimented thing where you're like, you gotta do it, gotta do it. 
least, but I'm I like, remember even... someone who who didn't save in Pokemon on the 3DS and closed their 3DS and forgot about it yeah. and came back and it died and they lost a lot of progress. But yeah, yeah. with Switch, just pop it in like low power mode, like lock that screen. You're good for a long time. And even then, if the battery runs like if the battery runs out and you plug it into charge and you come back in, it's still there. Like. So good. It's great. It's good. The Switch is it's incredible. Nintendo, when are you going to start paying us? Like, <sighs> Turn three, and I just love it. Yeah, it's the best. But yeah, I think we yeah. might be on the verge of getting a whole bunch of like digital bits of information. Um, and you know what? I'm kind of cool with just having like little random drops come through every now and then of, of information being like, have a trailer here, have a blog post here, have a little... In-depth, I mean, hands-on. Sony's just been doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's great, but I am still that guy sitting here just being like, y'all got any more of those directs? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm desperate for another <laughs> direct as well, but, oh, boy. What, what, what's after Animal Crossing, Nintendo? <laughs> N- Nintendo? They're gone. <laughs> They've gone to lunch with Sony. They're like... They went to lunch with Sony. They're like... They put their head back and in then, and they say, fucking shut up. We'll talk about it when we're ready. And Phil Spencer's like, hey, look at these Xbox Series X specs things. It's like, okay, Phil. All right. I mean, I'm excited, dude. Like, you're doing the right thing, but that's the problem, right? I can I can come to you for information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These other two are just like, no, go away. <laughs> like, but I want to know. No. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you got me, guy. You've, like, you've hooked me need more but um yeah the other thing i was gonna i figure we might as well talk about it here it's not really dope or nope no point putting us in the bonus round now joel we're getting a last of us tv show how do you feel about it uh i did briefly talk about this on hunting seasons as well but yeah no i'm i look i'm excited for it i think it may be like being at hbo i think is a good place for it to be um because it's gonna have some budget put behind it uh, and like treated like the source material, I think will get treated with respect. I hope. Well, I mean, having having the creator of Chernobyl, yeah, exactly. So Craig, Craig Mason and Neil Druckmann from Naughty Dog as well, it's going to help it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in terms of what I want it to be, like now, what I said on hunting seasons is, and I still believe this. If it's going to be just a translation of the story with a little bit more things fleshed out here and there, I'm okay with that. That sounds great. That, that'll that be fine. I'll watch it. It'll be good. Um, but I think that the world of The Last of Us um, has so much lore and like world-building stuff to look into that I feel like it'd be cool to see yeah. other stories um, taking place within this world. So... I mean, because they've basically, they've basically been like, "Hey, it's going to be based around a story of Joel and Ellie." But how I could, I could honestly see it maybe taking some notes from, not not directly, but so Castlevania, for example, is a show I, I always think of, where it has the characters of Castlevania Three, but it also isn't afraid to do other stuff with them. And I won't be surprised if we do see story beats from the game, but I'm also honestly expecting them to sort of do some other stuff. Yeah, at this point, I mean, like the 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 big thing that would be, I think, what a lot of people would like to see is like maybe the formation of the fireflies and how I'm they. Curious if people would care. 
I mean, I would. I think that'd be fascinating to see how it came to uh, to be uh, in this fucking crazy post-apocalyptic world with yeah. spore fungus. Like it, so it sort of comes down to like, because that, that's a show that's going to get fan, like fans of the game, right? I guess, yeah, that's true. It's weird. I, I, I do think there's definitely a possibility they could do that as well as the Joel and Ellie stuff, honestly. I, I think so, yeah. It feels odd to be at a point where when a game adaptation is announced after, like, Castlevania, and I know it's more so based off of the novels, but I'm sorry, if you if you watch that show and tell me you don't get also the games out of it, like The Witcher as well. Of course, yeah. Um, and they also said, I think, that they're also working on other projects with Sony as well. So, hmm. God of War, let's go, honestly. Let's do it. Fucking, yeah, actually. Let's do that. 2018 God of War, let's do it. Just one season, one and done, like, please. Yep. I would love it. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to see what becomes of this. Uh, if anyone's going to do it right, it's, again, I really like Chernobyl. Yep. And Neil Druckmann knows this world. Of course, yeah. Um, I think it's very apparent. And it did, he's still got stories to tell within that world as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you like to see as Joel and Ellie then? Oh, God, that's such a loaded question, right? Because Joel was Troy Baker for me. He I know. Is. And I mean, like... And this is where you get into the tough part when you adapt tough, adapt stuff directly like this, where it's just like, oh, but he, Troy Baker is Joel. Yep. Um, I the the the, the fan favorite being kicked around on the internet at the moment, I think, and I think fits perfectly looks wise, is um pronounce it. <laughs> it's it's Nicola <laughs> uh, um Jamie Lannister. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Lannister. Yeah. So the <laughs> yeah, I reckon he would he would be good. I didn't I do like it. I didn't even think about it, and then like seeing the picture, a, a picture of him with like the beard and stuff. I'm like. Yeah, you know what? He's oh, yeah. he looks like Joel. He could that could work. Um, and he's got the chops. So what you will about those last two seasons? Like there was lots of uh, I could I could see desperate, disheveled Joel being played by him. I, it'd be good too. Um, this would be a good like redemption story for him as an actor as well. I think <laughs> after like you know, coming off the on, H- on HBO, no less. exactly. Like you know, he the, HBO already know his work. I think that'd be a good pick. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very curious to see how it plans out. Look forward to us talking about that show a lot when it comes out. Yeah. Look forward to us talking about Last of Us Part 2 when it comes out in a few months. God. Uh, yep. Uh, that, that thought dawned on me today. I was talking about it at work and I, with a friend and I was like, oh man, I get, I've got a, I've had every intention of playing through The Last of Us and actually finishing. There's still time. There's still time. Oh, maybe I could do that. I've got to, I've still got to play Left Behind as well. So. Um, maybe, man, should we make that a thing we do? Cause I mean, after, so I've got seven remake on April 10th, but after that, I don't, I think my calendar's clear until last of us part two. Yeah. Okay. All right. I might, I might start playing through it like late April. Um, and maybe we could reach out to a certain someone from a certain other podcast <laughs> that had recently just finished that game for the first time as well. <laughs> Maybe see if he wants to talk about know. things. I'd be curious to hear his thoughts about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've already been talking to him about maybe potentially doing something like that. So I that that could happen as well. Um, yeah, no, I think we should definitely do that. That, that would be fun. You know what? Yeah, I, it's been so long since I played The Last of Us, so I'd need, I definitely need to go back through it again. You know what? I might go cue that download up tonight. Actually, I might nice. play some of that this nice. week. 
Yeah, I'm. Yeah, cool. I'm. A, yeah, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Nice. Cool. Last of Us Part One. Please be excited. Um, but if you've got nothing else, I think that's an episode. Excellent. Well, that means I get to uh, take us out. Are you sure? Take us away, Joel. Woo! Uh, okay, so thank you for listening to the show this week and uh, joining us for another episode of the Dialogue Options podcast. We really appreciate you um, hanging out with us uh, each week or each episode. Um, we have a lot of fun doing this show, uh, and if you have a lot of fun listening to it, we really appreciate it if you would go and uh, you know leave us a review on any of the, the various platforms that we are on, whether it be social media or um, any of the podcast uh, applications or things that you use. Um, the other way you can actually get the word out about us as well is just tell a friend. If there's someone, if someone you work with, you like have like occasional conversations to about video games and you think they'd like to listen to us talk about video games, um, let them know, point them in our direction. That's a really good way of doing it. Word of mouth is super powerful still these days, which is great. It is. Um, if you want to follow us on any of our social medias to see what we're up to, uh, you can find us across all of them. Uh, at uh, Dialogue Options. So, yep, Dialogue Options. Come and find us there. Uh, if you want to find us on our individual accounts, uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where uh, I've just been posting photos of my kid. Um, yeah, Griffin uh, had his first couple of days at daycare this week. Ash is now back at work again, part-time. So we have two days a week where it's uh, Daddy and Griffin time. And we get to hang out and watch Bluey and uh, nice. have a good time. It's really fun. And also saying that I finished watching Mythic Quest, which is really good. Don't sleep on it. I know it's on Apple TV plus whatever it's called, but I genuinely think it's worth a seven-day free trial to check it out. And you'll knock it over. It's like nine episodes, half hour long. Um, but where can they find you, Karen? You can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX and most recently, ignoring all the frictional stuff and the 7 Remake stuff, uh, I guess my most recent tweet is about Castlevania. And I don't know why. I just woke up this morning and I was like, I think it's there's this amazing Twitter account I absolutely recommend following, which is just at 140VGM. And they just post 140 seconds of video game music just throughout the day. Nice. And it's just so good. And they started their day with um, Simon Belmont's theme, which is stage one, two of Super Castlevania 4. Nice. They posted Bloody Tears from um, Castlevania Rondo of Blood. And I just was just like, man, I'm so sad that Konami is just sitting on that IP. Just so bummed out. Hey, you can go play it on mobile. You can go play... uh... I was going to say, how do they get that wrong, right? So they shadow drop Symphony of the Night on a handheld device. And you're like finally it's happening and they're like oh it's on mobile yep konami you know you could you could put it on switch like yeah no 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 on phones with your stupid little virtual control pads no hey most phones have the the ability to sync controls to them i know but But still it's not the same yeah it's 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 it deserves to be on switch yeah alucard is an assist trophy in smash Richter Belmont is playable. Come on. Yeah. What are you doing, Konami? Anyway, that's what I've been talking about. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> uh, well, if that's the case, then uh, thanks for joining us again on the Dialogue Options Podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See ya. Play
Dialogue Options Podcast.